You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, welcome to the show. Glad you could join me today. If I sound a little bit disjointed, it's because I was up very late last night, as many of you probably were also. And then, frankly, I got up earlier than usual this morning to turn on the TV and make sure that I didn't hadn't dreamed what I saw last night. It was quite an evening. The American people, the vast majority of them, rose up and said, enough is enough. And they threw it in the face of the Democrats and the Republican establishment. They said, we are tired of being told what to do, when to do it, tired of being told how to think. And so it was a historic victory all the way across. I mean, we now have Republicans at the White House back. They maintain control of the Senate, despite all the pundits and polls saying that they were going to lose control. Hardly lost any seats at all in the House. And at one point, the Democrats were claiming they were going to take back the House. It was a historic election. An outsider was elected, despite the opposition, of all the news media virtually, despite the opposition of many members of the Republican Party who have a bad habit of when elections come around, they form, instead of taking shots at the Democrats, they form a circular firing squad and shoot each other. And they basically tried to do that with Trump, but it didn't work. Because the American people are fed up. They're fed up with a dysfunctional government They're fed up with losing jobs. They're fed up with high taxes. They're fed up with political correctness that's taking away their freedoms. And so they rose up and they said, enough is enough. We're going to show you that we, in fact, are in control. And there's a lot to do now, particularly for us who are out there who are conservatives and believers in the Constitution. To me, the most important aspect of this victory is the saving of the Supreme Court. Because if Hillary Clinton had won, she was going to appoint Supreme Court justices that did not believe in the Constitution, that believed that the Constitution should be rewritten or discarded entirely in favor of the socialist ideals and communist ideals which many Democrats have been espousing for years. We need to make sure that we hold President Trump's feet to the fire and get him to do what he has promised to do, and that is appoint solid constitutionalist to the United States Supreme Court. We already know about one vacancy, and Justice Ginsburg has vowed to retire and move out of the country if Trump got elected. And as far as I'm concerned, good riddance, I hope she does that, because that will open up her seat. And then I think Kennedy would probably, he's going to retire. And of course, he was appointed by a Republican, but his vote has been iffy on a lot of things, like gay marriage. If he retires, Trump can appoint young, capable constitutionalists to the Supreme Court that can hold that court for generations. 
And I tell you what, being a constitutional lawyer and working with the United States Justice Foundation, we still have a lot of fighting to do. Not just on the federal level, but on the state level. And we need to be able to go to the United States Supreme Court and other federal courts, because Trump is now going to be able to appoint a lot of federal judges. Go to other federal courts and talk to judges and argue cases in front of judges about the Constitution and know that they understand what we're talking about and know that they are not inherently biased against us, because that's what we faced in the past, and that's what we faced with the current Supreme Court to a certain extent, particularly after the uh, loss of Scalia, who was the principal justice on the Supreme Court, who believed that the Constitution meant what it says and said what it means. So I'm looking forward to the United States Justice Foundation stepping up and being able to reverse some of the things that have been happening. And that includes gun control measures that have been adopted in many states around the country, which punish law-abiding citizens and favor criminals. I think we can force, I get a Supreme Court, we can argue in front of the Supreme Court that immigration laws need to be enforced. We can argue in front of the Supreme Court and get heard when we talk about freedom of speech and how political correctness on college campuses and places of business is destroying the rights of Americans under the First Amendment. Not just freedom of speech, but freedom of the press, freedom of religion. All are being taken away from us by federal regulations and in some cases state regulations where the Democrats are in control. And don't you know the Democratic Party is just stunned? I mean, they don't know what happened. They need to accept what's happened, and they need to understand that this is a major repudiation of what they stand for. Hillary Clinton ran on the same old Democratic platform that Obama has been trying to implement for the past eight years, and what he ran on, and that is tax the American people, take away their hard-earned money, use it to spend on illegals, in this country, take care of them, take care of our illegals, the illegals better than we take care of our own veterans and our own soldiers and their families. Put more regulations on small businesses. Put more regulations on the economy as a whole. Drive jobs out of the country. All of this the Democrats have been doing now for years. And Hillary Clinton ran on a platform the platform promising more of the same. And the American people said, no, we've had enough. And they said it not only in the presidential race, they said it in the Senate races. I mean, the polls, the most pollsters should just go out of business because they, they were so incredibly wrong on this. How much of it was just they're not understanding the demographics out there, not understanding that there are people who don't trust the pollsters, and we're not going to tell them that they were going to vote for John, Donald Trump? Or did they skew the polls, which is, in some cases, it clearly indicated they did, but they went and asked poll 
more Democrats than Republicans and independents. And, of course, most of the Democrats were going with Hillary Clinton, so the poll came out with Hillary Clinton well ahead. And they showed that in states like Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, North Carolina, the Republicans were going to lose Senate seats. It didn't happen. The Republicans won those seats. They won a seat in Indiana. It was a Republican seat, but they maintained that seat. So we're probably looking at a Senate that's going to be 52-48. Now what does that mean? That means that we have to put Mitch McConnell's feet to the fire also and get him to make sure that when Donald Trump brings forth a Supreme Court nominee that is a solid constitutionalist. If the Democrats decide to try to block it, keep him from getting 60 votes, him or her from getting 60 votes needed to be confirmed, that Mitch McConnell does what Harry Reid would do in those situations. He would invoke the so-called nuclear option and say that uh, the threshold of 60 votes to bring anything before the United States Senate for a vote didn't matter when it came to presidential appointees that it was a simple majority. And ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, I have argued on this, this show before and other shows that I do, and also in my speeches, that the whole idea, and yes, the Senate of the Constitution can make its own rules, but I think they've gone overboard in making a rule that basically limits their ability to pass legislation as the American people want. And that's a 60-vote rule, the so-called cloture rule, that you have to get 60 votes in order to bring any bill before the Senate to be passed, be voted on even. With 52 Republicans, we ought to be able to pass a lot of good legislation. But if Mitch McConnell allows that cloture rule to be in place, that's not going to happen. And to me, that rule is something that, as I said, stifles the American people and our ability to have our United States Senate, the senators we elect to represent us, vote for the things we want them to vote for. Mitch McConnell has got to take a page out of Harry Reid's textbook. But more importantly, he's got to understand that the Constitution makes the Senate a very important cog in our government. And they must fulfill their obligations as senators. And that means they must vote on legislation. And legislation they vote on to pass if a majority of the United States Senate is for it. That's the way it was originally thought out. That's the way it was designed to be in the Constitution. And letting members of the United States Senate pervert the Constitution like that, to me, that's absolutely wrong. There's a lot of things that are going to be coming up in front of the United States Senate, most important of which will be the appointment of justices of the United States Supreme Court. Will the Democrats try to block those? I'm sure they will. 
But, you know, the Democrats have to think about this. If they become obstructionist, the Supreme Court justices, if they try to do nothing but block anything that Donald Trump wants to get done, in two years, we have another election. The election cycle has already started. In two years, there are going to be a one-third of the Senate is going to come up for election. <laughs> Excuse me. Out of that one-third, 25 are going to be Democrats. Some of them are in states that voted last night overwhelmingly for Trump. If they now try to come out and block Trump's agenda, particularly if it's a conservative agenda, which he said it would be, then the Democrats would lose many more seats. Because there are 25 Democrat seats coming up and only nine Republicans. So they need to think long and hard about what they're going to do here. Let's take our first break. The United States Justice Foundation, since 1979, has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. This is Skip Coriel, host of the Home Defense Show on America's Web Radio. Join me every week as we explore all aspects of home and family defense as we strive to defend the ones we love in an ever-changing and volatile world. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona Immigration Law case, the Obama eligibility cases, the NDAA illegal detention issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. You know, I've uh, never watched CNN, the Clinton News Network. I never watched ABC, CBS, or NBC. I watch Fox News because while I don't always agree with everything they say or do, I believe they do, in fact, attempt to be fair and balanced. And in a lot of cases, you have solid conservatives on there, like Sean Hannity. But this morning, I decided to switch over to CNN. 
And what I saw delighted me no end. The CNN commentators all looked like they were on the verge of tears when talking about the election. They were in utter disbelief. <clears throat> After all, they had been telling the American people for months now how horrible Donald Trump was, how horrible Republicans were. They had let Hillary Clinton get by with calling half of the United people of the United States deplorables, racist, homophobes. You know, the, the whole nine yards, they were attacking Americans. We were all deplorable. We were all irredeemable. And the pundits on CNN love that. That's the way they look at us. They look at anybody who disagrees with them as being uneducated, downright stupid, and or we're racist or homophobic or Islamophobic, you name it. They got a label for all of us that disagree with them. They have been stunned by this. They have been launching an all-out attack on Donald Trump and other Republican candidates while covering up the criminal activities of Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, and the Clinton Foundation. Covering up the criminal activities of Obama and his administration. Loretta Lynch, the Attorney General. By the way, I hope Giuliani is our new Attorney General, because I think Giuliani will be a great one. And I hope that Trump seriously considers appointing him or somebody like him. But the media, frankly, they got kicked in the teeth by this. And they're going to have to get their act together because the American people saw this. They saw that they were being lied to by members of the press who were supposed to be the watchdogs. That's why freedom of the press was enshrined in the First Amendment to the Constitution. Because they are supposed to be the independent watchdogs that watch our government and protect us from overreach of our government. Instead, particularly in the last eight years, of course it would be going on a lot longer than that, but the last eight years, they have been strictly propaganda organs for Obama and the Democrats, and then for Hillary Clinton. Covered up all of her missteps, covered up all of her misdeeds, didn't talk about them, didn't report them, and made stuff up, in many cases, about Republicans, including Donald Trump. <clears throat> they have not lied to us. And that is the way dictatorships work. It's the way Adolf Hitler worked. It was the way Joseph Stalin works. It's the way that Castro in Cuba still works. Control the media. Control the flow of information to the people and keep the people dumbed down. In our education system in this country, they continue to try to dumb down our students. They don't teach them about the Constitution. They don't want them to know about the Constitution. They don't want them to know really much about American history, except that we once had slaves and how horrible we are and that we've caused almost all the troubles that have occurred all over the world. 
we now have a chance to right the ship. Protecting our Constitution is going to be extremely important. And let me put in a plug here for the United States Justice Foundation. Because the USJF is going to be in the forefront of fighting to write the constitutional ship to get us back on track where we are a nation of laws, not of men or women on the Supreme Court. We are a nation of freedom. We are right now involved in something I'm very proud of here, in, right here in Texas, and that is I have drawn up legislation that has been introduced. I did this at the request of a, a senator, Texas Senator Bob Hall, Yes, the United States Justice Foundation to, to help with this. So I drew up legislation, which is an interstate, what they call an interstate compact. Now, it's unique because of what it does. It basically, states get together and say that we do not feel like the federal government is protecting us, is properly enforcing the laws, and we are going to join together to do that. Now, the Constitution prohibits states from having their own navy, for example, from making treaties with foreign countries on their own. So there are certain prohibitions. But one of the things that's not prohibited is the states joining to protect themselves. If the state is being invaded or is being threatened by a foreign power, it can join with other states to defend itself. Well, this particular interstate compact between Texas and there are several other states that are going to sign off on it. Texas and states that are being impacted by illegal immigration and the failure of the current administration to enforce our immigration laws. Now, Donald Trump says he's going to enforce them, and I think he will do much better. But he's going to be in there for four years, maybe eight years, and then we don't know what happens after that. So the legislation that I drew up is very important because it allows Texas and other states to say, okay, we are going to enforce federal immigration laws even if the federal government won't. We're going to deport people. We're going to put people who live into this country illegally, put them on a bus or a plane and send them back. So you've entered this country illegally and committed a crime. They're going to serve their full term in prison, and then we're going to deport them, and we're going to do secure our borders so they can't get back in. It's called an interstate compact. I will be testifying before the Texas State Senate when that bill comes up sometime early next year, probably. Also, historically... The United States Justice Foundation has always been involved in supporting or opposing potential Supreme Court nominees. We will certainly be supporting the ones that Donald Trump offers if, in fact, they are good constitutionalists. We usually do that by either I will go testify 
or we'll have one of our other attorneys go testify, or we will also file a memorandum with the United States Senate, send it out to all the senators saying why we support the appointment. All of that costs money. Historically, when Republicans win the White House, and particularly when they control the Senate, the House of Representatives, a lot of people who donate to groups like ours say, okay, everything's done. We've won. We don't need you guys anymore. I suggest you're going to need us now more than ever because we can have an influence with the Trump administration, with the United States Senate, with the House of Representatives, to make sure that they stay the course and do what we have elected them to do. So if you want to help out, go to usjf.net. That's for the United States Justice Foundation. usjf.net and donate to us. You can do it online or you can get the address and send a donation in the mail. Unfortunately, a lot of times after the big victory like last night, many conservative organizations end up not able to do much at all. Some of them even go out of business because people think that all their good work is not needed anymore. That's not the case. There's too much that needs to be done in this country, too many things that need to be addressed. That includes the Second Amendment, First Amendment, Fourth Amendment, Fifth Amendment, Tenth Amendment, all these things need to be protected and fought for in front of the courts. Because, let's face it, appointing some justices to the Supreme Court is going to make a big difference if they're the right kind of justices. But we still have a lot of lower courts out there to deal with. And we still have state courts in some cases to deal with when it comes to their unconstitutional actions. So, we don't expect a big lull in what we do. In fact, we expect to be busier than ever because we're going to be helping write legislation. We're going to be helping to get legislation passed. We're going to be fighting in the courts to turn back the clock when it comes to idiocy like political correctness, which takes away our freedoms. So again, go to usjf.net. Donate to us. You can see there what we're doing. And one of the things that we're, I'm going to be writing a, a little article about in the next few days and posting it on our website is the fact that we have won, on behalf of an individual veteran, we have won a case and got his ruling of incompetency reversed. The VA had sent him a letter saying that we're going to declare you incompetent and your own financial affairs and we're going to take away your Second Amendment rights and we're going to do this on the basis that you have your bills paid every month through your bank automatically, and therefore you must be incompetent to handle your own financial affairs. For two years, this man has had no right to purchase firearms. We helped him do an appeal. We won the appeal. He's gotten back from the VA a letter saying we are reversing the incompetency ruling, but now we have to go after the FBI and get them to take him off the next list. He had National Institute Criminal Background Checklist, where he is listed as being mentally defective to the point of being a danger to himself or others. But we've won the first step. 
we've won a major victory. And we're representing other veterans around the country who are facing the same thing. This is not going to go away overnight. Hopefully Donald Trump will do something about it, but he's not coming into office until almost the end of January. In the meantime, there may be thousands more veterans who lose their Second Amendment rights. Let's take our second break now. Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona Immigration Law case, the Obama eligibility cases, the NDAA illegal detention issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today. This is Skip Coriel, host of the Home Defense Show on America's Web Radio. Join me every week for a full hour of all the best and latest information on how you can get the skills and equipment you need to protect the ones that you love. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, please go to usjf.net and donate to help us continue to fight the Constitution. Another area we want to get involved in is getting President Trump, President-elect Trump, to appoint good people to his cabinet. That means a strong Secretary of Defense, a strong Secretary of State, one that won't be like Hillary Clinton, who was selling her access to her as Secretary of State, access to our government, and letting people steal her emails with classified information on them. All of which, by the way, I think led to her defeat. I think people did not believe what she was saying. They knew she had been lying to them. And the Democrats have always felt like, well, we can lie about anything we want to. And the American people are too stupid to understand we're lying to them. And therefore, will vote for us. And the indications are that that is turning around. And it's turning around not just among white, uneducated voters, like you all the pundits kept saying that those were the only people supporting Donald Trump were white, uneducated men. And, of course, I've got two degrees, including a law degree, and I supported Donald Trump, but I was still apparently uneducated in their eyes because I don't believe in the leftist causes. So people saw through what was going on. And interestingly enough, Remember they were saying that Hillary Clinton was going to carry white women 
by a vast majority over Trump. Trump. He, she was going to get the vast majority of the votes of white women. The reverse happened. Donald Trump got 52% of that vote. They also had said the Hispanic vote was going to be overwhelmingly, if not unanimously, virtually in favor of Hillary Clinton. Donald Trump, 29% of the Hispanic vote. Black voters, many of them did not turn out, but those they did, Donald Trump got a higher percentage of them than Mitt Romney did. Why? Because the American people are not stupid. Despite the fact that Democrats want us to be stupid, want to think that we're stupid, and in many cases want to dumb us down to keep us stupid. You had blacks and Hispanics who have heard all the promises made by the Democrats over the years, know that none of them ever get fulfilled, and they let the Democrats know that they're fed up. A lot of Hispanic voters, particularly people that I know, they don't like the illegal immigration any more than I do, simply because it's their job that are going to illegals. These are people that came into this country legally. Sometimes it took them years to get here. They pay the taxes, they abide by our laws, and when it's time, they become citizens of the United States. And they don't like the illegal influx, like I said, any more than I do. So they came out, and a lot of them voted for Donald Trump. So the whole liberal leftist idea that the American people are inherently dumb and will do what we're told by the national news media, by the pundits, they found out that that is a flawed idea. That's a flawed idea that they can't seem to overcome. And it could lead, lead ultimately to the demise of the Democratic Party because it's in real trouble. But one of the things, like I said, we have to do, and we're going to be doing it with the U.S. Justice Foundation, is working with the Trump team to make sure that he appoints solid members of the cabinet. Cabinet members who case of the Department of Defense will look out for our soldiers and not worry about political correctness. We want chaplains in the Army and the Navy, the Marine Corps, the Coast Guard, the Air Force, many of which have quit because they cannot practice their religion freely. They cannot help American servicemen and women practice their religion freely. We want that nonsense reversed. We want the chaplains to come back in. We want American soldiers. They want to have a Bible on their desk so they can read it every day during break time. They should be allowed to do that. The political correctness concept has got to be pushed aside. Not just in our military, but all, all walks of life. And that includes the stupidity of the schools, and particularly the colleges, where they come out with dumb things. You know, the gender 
issue, transgender issue. How many transgenders are there in this country? Very, very few, actually. Yet they seem to have more rights than you and I do. They are constitutionally protected, according to Obama, and according to Hillary, and according to the Democrats, and according to many on the Supreme Court, where you and I are not constitutionally protected. Some pedophile who claims to be transgender and decides that, okay, today I feel like I'm a woman instead of a man, and I'm going to go in the ladies' room, or I'm going to go in the girls' locker room, and I'm going to go in there while they're changing their clothes, and I'm going to get to see what I want to see. And I'm protected. That's my constitutional right, according to the left. Well, as a father, if I have a daughter in there, particularly a young daughter, and this guy goes marching in there, and I know he's in there with her, I'm going in there and whip his butt. That's my constitutional right to protect my child. All of that is something that's been lost in this country. The right fundamentally of Americans to take care of our own and to maintain our freedom. So the cabinet appointments are going to be very important. We need an attorney general in there who will enforce the laws fairly and effectively. We need a secretary of state who will look out for the best interests of the United States. Not just the best interests of herself and her foundation. We need a secretary of commerce and a director of the EPA who will reverse all the stupid regulations that have been imposed on the businesses in this country over the last eight years to reverse all those regulations so that businesses can operate and so it will be less expensive to operate a business. We need a Secretary of the Treasury who understands the importance of a free market economy in this country and understands that people should not be touched to death all these are appointees that President-elect Donald Trump will have to make. And we intend to, at the U.S. Justice Foundation, provide input on these appointees and help push for the people that you and I want to see running our government. Again, this has been historical election. The pundits all got it wrong. The polls all got it wrong. The American people stood up and said, we have had enough. But now we have to follow through. Now, like I said, we I believe Donald Trump's going to do what he says he's going to do, or at least try. But we need to make sure that members of the United States Senate, particularly Republicans who didn't support him, that they support his agenda now. And the Republican members of the House of Representatives do the same. We need to make sure they continue to stand up for conservative principles, to stand up for American freedoms, 
to stand up for our Constitution, to stand up for our military. I hope one of the first things Trump does is get rid of the head of the VA and appoint somebody in there who will look out for our veterans. Because the horror stories just keep pouring in. Veterans still can't get health care. VA, almost nobody, I know of one person that's been fired from the VA. In the midst of all the scandals, everything Obama said, well, we're going to fix it. I'm going to put in McDonald's ahead of the VA. He will fix it. Heads are going to roll. People are going to be fired. People have not been fired. They've been transferred, in some cases promoted, to other jobs to get them out of the original position they were in. But they haven't been fired. And our veterans consider continue to be mistreated by the VA. Now, let me stress this. I talked to a number of veterans. I was on a cruise last week, and they had a special deal for veterans going on. They, they took very good care of us as Carnival Cruise Lines. And I talked to a number of veterans. Some of them are being treated by the VA for various problems. And most of them say the VA is doing a good job, that they're happy with their treatment. None of them, by the way, were from Phoenix, Arizona. But we do have the problems out there. They still exist. So Obama has to appoint a new director of the Veterans Administration who will, number one, see that our veterans get the treatment and help they need, and number two, stop trying to take away their freedoms on firearms. Protecting the Second Amendment is going to have to be a top priority for Donald Trump. He got the endorsement of the NRA because they believed he would do it. I believe he will do it. But that's got to be one of the first steps. Is to step in and say, okay, we are about out of patience with people trying to take away our Second Amendment rights, particularly those of veterans, and now senior citizens are being affected. Step in and say, enough is enough. Second Amendment is an individual right. And thank God we have somebody in the White House that's going to appoint justices in the Supreme Court that will not reverse the Heller decision, which declared, and it was one of two decisions by the Supreme Court that said the same thing, declared that the Second Amendment is, in fact, an individual right. As long as we keep it that way, we are still going to be in a position to defend ourselves and our homes if necessary. Let's take our final break. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. 
Support USJF as they support you. This is Skip Coriel, host of the Home Defense Show on America's Web Radio. Join me every week for a full hour of all the best and latest information on how you can get the skills and equipment you need to protect the ones that you love. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. The United States Justice Foundation since 1979 has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. This is America's WebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. So, again, ladies and gentlemen, we had an historic victory last night in more ways than just the presidency. But we have a lot of work left to do. At the U.S. Justice Foundation, we're going to be doing that work, and I'm going to be doing that work. I'm going to continue writing articles on my blog, and you can read them at www.michaelconnelly.com. And I'm going to continue with this show and other shows that I've been doing around the country, continue talking about the Constitution, continue to stress the importance of defending our constitutional rights, and protecting our veterans, protecting our senior citizens, protecting religious freedom, protecting freedom of speech for everyone, including students on college campuses. And that's another area we're going to be getting heavily involved in because that's something that Donald Trump may or may not be able to fix. But we can certainly go after universities where they are punishing students for freedom of speech. By the way, I want to thank everybody for how well my book, my new novel, The Rag, is doing. It's a patriotic novel. A lot of people ordered it before the election and read it. The left has now discovered it and gone hysterical on Amazon, attacking the book as being NRA propaganda, being fear-mongering, being childish, Etc. 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 So, if you've had a guy read a copy of my book and liked it, please go on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and rate the book, because they're trying to drive down sales by giving bad ratings to the book and calling it all kinds of names. I love it when I upset the liberals. I know that I've written something good when they respond to it, like they're responding to this. If you haven't gotten a copy, it is available through all major websites. You can order it as a hard, hardback, a paperback, or as an ebook. Well, speaking of ebooks, 
my little booklet, 77-page booklet, Our Constitution, is now available on Amazon as a Kindle, Kindle edition ebook. The price is just $2.99. It's a complete booklet where I take each article, each section, each amendment to the Constitution, put them down there originally written, the way they were originally written, and then put in my comments about what they really mean. And people are still telling me that when they read that booklet, they learn things that they never knew before. They learn, for example, that the phrase separation of church and state is not in the Constitution. Certainly not in the First Amendment, but it's not in the Constitution anywhere. Yet it's used by the left to stifle our constitutional right to freedom of religion. People also are telling me that they have never before seen, because it's not contained in textbooks, it's from many textbooks as far as I know, have never seen before the preamble to the Bill of Rights. Now, when I was going through school, I had to memorize the preamble to the Constitution. But not the preamble to the Bill of Rights. And that is a very important part of the Constitution, because basically what it says, it's the founders of our country, the writers of the Constitution, are saying to the government they are creating that these rights, the first ten amendments, the First Amendment rights, the freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of the press, freedom to peacefully assemble, freedom to petition the government for redress of grievances, the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms, the Fourth Amendment right to protect us from illegal searches and seizures, the Fifth Amendment that provides us with due process. The preamble is a warning to the new government being created by the Constitution that these are rights that are given to us not by you, the government, but by God. Because the Founding Fathers knew if they said the rights were being given to them by the government, then that inherently gave the government the power to take away those rights. And they're saying in the preamble of the Constitution, to the Bill of Rights, you can't do that. And to me, that means that while the rest of the Constitution, the body of the Constitution, and even some amendments to the Constitution can be changed by amendment, the basic Bill of Rights cannot be. In other words, the Congress of the United States cannot pass an amendment to abolish the Second Amendment and then submit it for approval by three-fourths of the state legislatures. They can't legally do that. They do, then it wouldn't be valid, that it would not apply. So get a copy of that booklet. We've got, I know it's still weeks away, and I always get irritated when I see all the advertisements for Christmas stuff coming out already. But the hard, which you can order online at www.constitution.jigsy.com or order it through the uh, uh, my blog and web, web, website, www.michaelconnelly.jigsy.com. If you want to order those, copies of those as stocking stuffers, 
You got kids. Put them in their stocking. Get them to read it. Get them to look at the Constitution. Or order them for yourself. Or order them for friends. It's amazing to me how many of those books booklets have been sold. And by the way, I wrote the booklet. I'm entitled to a royalty on all sales. I do not take a royalty. All the money from the sales of those booklets is rolled over into the account of the Constitutional Law Alliance because we supply those booklets at reduced prices to schools, to organizations like Rotary Clubs who want to buy 500 copies to distribute to schools, or 500 copies or 100 copies, whatever. We give those at a reduced rate, and we subsidize being able to do that by the money that's made from the sale of the booklets. Again, none of which goes in my pocket or anybody else's pocket. We're not the Clinton Foundation. So if you want a hard copy of the booklet, and again, it's pocket-sized, it's amazing to me, I'll go out and make speeches, and I'll bring, pull out a copy of the booklet and say, this is what I'm going to talk about tonight, the Constitution, and people in the audience will reach into their purses or reach into their pockets and pull out a copy that they always carry with them and wave it that back at me to let me know that they've got it. So if you want to order copies, as I said, go to www.constitution.jigsy.com or www.michaelconnolly.jigsy.com. And you can order copies of the booklet. I've already, they've already started coming in for Christmas time. I got several in just today. Also, I think that people might like to get my new book, The Rag. That's a book about what would happen if, in fact, this country ever fell into dictatorship. And the possibility is still out there, ladies and gentlemen. We've elected a president who I believe we can trust to keep us on the right path, but we've still got the leftists like George Soros and Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama out there who want to see this country become a socialist paradise. They want to control us. And they're going to try to continue to control us. They're going to try to continue to take back this country and take it away from us and take away our rights. My book, The Rag, is about what happens when that has been done and how the American people will hopefully rise up to defend themselves. And again, the left hates it, so I must be doing something right when they get that hysterical about a book. You can order that through my website at michaelconnolly.jigsy.com. You can order also order it from Barnes & Noble as, a, as an e-book at their Nook condition or as a paperback or hardback. Same thing is true of Amazon. Uh, you can order it through Walmart. You can order it through all kinds of different sites. I hope you'll read it because I think it's some, it says some things that are very important. And it's also a pretty feel-good book. And also, I think, if, you know, people tell me it's a very good read. It's gotten some very high ratings on Amazon, from not from the leftists, of course, but from people who have read the book and enjoyed it. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's savor the moment. A big victory was won last night. 
fight is just beginning. We've got a lot left to do to save this country, to protect this country, to keep it free for our children. I've got two sons in the military who are fighting for us this day. Their children need to be free, as do we all. God bless everyone. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you again next week. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.